The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the management of KUCI or the UC Board of Regents. For more information about this show, go to KUCI.org. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 in Irvine. Welcome to In the Garden, hosted by University of California Master Gardeners. I'm Mark Fairley, your Master Gardener host for today. I am excited to bring you a new show on KUCI called In the Garden. It's a weekly one-half-hour show devoted to what's going on and what to do in Orange County home gardens. Each week, one of your University of California Master Gardener hosts will feature a current gardening topic project or interview with a local garden expert. For example, we'll feature a monthly show on what to do in the garden for that month, a garden project of the month, a what's bugging you segment to focus on solving garden problems and other fun and informative gardening topics. As you know, we live in one of the best climates in the world, and one in which we can enjoy and cultivate edibles and decorative plants year-round. No cold, snow-covered gardens for us, but that also means that much of the garden literature out there doesn't apply to us, as it often assumes frost and freezing weather for a good chunk of the year. So our show will specifically focus on what is the right thing to do at the right time of year in our own Orange County gardens. So who are these University of California Master Gardeners who are hosting this show? There are three of us who will be taking turns as hosts. Me, Mark Fairley, Tina Spindler, and Katrina Kirkaby. We are all University of California Master Gardeners. That means we are volunteers who have a passion for gardening, but more importantly, we have been trained by the University of California Cooperative Extension in science-based gardening, horticulture, pest control, water management. We are a public outreach arm of the University of California, and our mission is to bring this information to the public. We do this in a variety of ways, volunteering at public gardens like the Farm and Food Lab at the Great Park in Irvine, Centennial Farm at the fairgrounds, volunteering at garden events like the South Coast Plaza Garden Show, as well as public speaking at numerous venues and assisting with school and community gardens throughout the county. And now we have the opportunity to do an awesome radio show. We'll hope you will join us weekly for a half hour of fun in the garden. And now let's get started with our show. And Before I go any further, again, this is KUCI 88.9 in Irvine. 
Today we have a special guest. His name is John Shara. John is a master gardener, and he is going to be talking to us all today about garden tools and tools that we can use. You know, John, tools can make the difference in making gardening an enjoyable gardening experience rather than something that is less than enjoyable. With your background as a master gardener, you can give us some insight into what makes for a good base or laundry list of tools for a typical home gardener. Now, John, again, welcome. Thank you, Mark. I'm delighted, uh, delighted to be here. It's one of my favorite subjects, and looking forward to talking to you about it. Great. Can you come up with a list that might be a, a little laundry list and tell us about <laughs> each one of these tools? I can go on and on and on about a tool list, but let's, let me start with something. Let's imagine, okay, we're going out in the garden today. And this is what typically happens. We're going out. We're gonna, we have some, maybe deadhead some roses. We've got a little citrus maybe to deal with. Maybe a little raised bed that we're going to work on. And without a certain amount of organization, what happens is we waste time. Okay. How do you mean? What do you mean by that? Well, I mean by... If you don't have your tools in one place, what happens is, I go out there, I have this big plan about doing something. Say it's deadheading my roses. Oh, I'm going to learn something then <laughs> because I'm always looking for my right tools. Exactly. So what happens is, we get out there, this is typical, typical. When you get out there, and okay, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm uh, fired up, ready to go, nice weather. And okay, I got out there, where are, where is... Where were my pruners? Where are my hand pruners? So I go to the garage and get those. And back to my rose bush. And then I decide, perhaps I need some gloves. And I have to find those. What, so what has happened is that we've wasted time trying to locate our tools. Okay, so before I talk about my laundry list of tools, let's think about how we're going to organize ourselves. We have this mission. We want to get out there and get out our roses. So, what we're going to do, and what typically most of uh, us as master gardeners do, is we try to come up with a package of tools that we have with us. We always know where that box or bucket or bag of tools, we know where they are. So, the first thing that I'd like to recommend is, is let's find something to get our tools in. Now, for instance, I just have a five-gallon bucket from uh, Home Depot. Now, it could be Lowe's or anything else, but it's just a plastic bucket. The other thing I have done with my bucket is I've bought one of those sleeves that fits over the top of the bucket, so it has little pockets. So, the bucket costs about four bucks. Five that bucks. is a great tip. John. Well, it'll save you a lot of time if you do it this way and a lot of frustration. It just makes for a much easier thing. And, and typically, that's what all the master gardeners do. Some of us have buckets, some of us have bags, but, but get something. Okay. 
So I've got my bucket. And the first thing that I'd recommend for most of us after getting that location where we can get our tools is let's talk about what we're going to need out there. Now, I tease Master Gardeners when I ask for a knife and they don't have a knife. You need a pen knife if you're going to be a gardener. There's just things you have to get into. There's things you have to do. So let's let's get ourselves a little pen knife of some type. You don't have to keep it in your pocket, but keep it in your tool bag. You'll need to get that that uh, planter mix open or something, but you will need that knife sometimes. So does an exacto knife work? Oh, uh, I'd like something, or do you really think a? I like a I like a knife with a covered blade that gotcha. I can keep in my pocket. You can get a, a decent little Swiss uh, Swiss knife with a two or three inch blade on it. Just something, okay? Something you put in pocket or perhaps put in your belt. The next thing that I like to have in my bucket after my knife is let's think about the stuff you're always going to need at some point in the garden. Let's have a set of gloves. Now, I like a set of goatskin gloves, but there's lots of different varieties. Find something you're comfortable with and keep those gloves in your bucket. Some place where you can always, I know everything is right there. So get yourself a little set of gloves. The next thing I have in my bucket, especially you were talking about gardening in a Mediterranean climate, lots of sun. How about a little sunscreen? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And perhaps a hat sitting next to your bucket. Okay, it. now we're talking about something that we can go to the garage or go to the your trunk or something, it's all there. We're putting this little kit together so we don't have to waste 45 minutes running around looking for stuff. And I wonder where that doggone exactly. tool exactly. is. Exactly. We're going to go right out there. We're going to pick up our bag or kit, and then we're going to get right out on those roses. Now, so we've talked about, let's get a little, let's get a little pen knife in there sometime, a sharp one, hopefully. And... A set of uh, a pair of gloves and a hat. Good. We're ready. we're getting close to going here now. And sunscreen. And sunscreen. Good idea. Because uh, lots of and water. Nice to perhaps maybe throw a little uh, jar of water or something in there. So a bit of water to have with you out in the garden. Keeping it'll, hydrated. Exactly. Very it important. Just, it just it? makes it'll make the morning much easier to do to deal with. Now, let's talk about, let's get back to tools. We've got our, we've talked about some of the things we're actually going to deal with, but what I really like and use most in my little toolkit is a, a set of shears, a set of hand shears, nippers, pruners, whatever you want to call them. I like, and most of the gardeners like, a set of high bypass shears, meaning that one blade is basically an anvil, and the other blade is a blade that comes past that handle. I see. That that's different than ones that meet. Exactly. That's called and, an anvil, and um, and and typically it's a double-sided blade. Most of the master gardeners prefer a high by set of high bypass shears uh, because they typically say that that's there, it causes less damage to the plant when you're nipping. You get a better cut. A much better cut. So. Typically, you want a good, and they're not that expensive. $20, $25 will get you a set of shears. And if you take care of those shears, they're going to last you for your lifetime anyway, certainly. 
So there's lots of different brands, Fiskars, uh, Corona, all nice, sharp uh, pieces of equipment. So I've got a set of shears, you know, I've got my knife in there, I've got my gloves. That's going to do, I'll tell you, I'm going to go out on that rose bush, and that's going to handle most of the stuff that I'm going to be dealing with this morning. The other thing that I might stick in there and I like is I have a short um, set of lopers. Now, a loper is a high bias pair of shear, but it's not a hand loper. It takes two hands to run. And I have a, a little short set. I think the, they're only 10 or 12 inches of handles. They will fit in my bucket. Okay. And what that does is when I get down into that, that rose bush, my little hand pruners work fine when I'm working, doing some top work there, but say I've got an old piece of wood down there, and rather than overextend yourself trying to get your hand pruners to deal with, you can just reach in there, get your 18 inches, reach down at it, make that nice clean cut, and stick it back in your bucket. You know, John, that reminds me of something with roses. Always be careful working with things that have thorns, and it sounds <laughs> like... Those longer lopers or loppers, whatever you want to call them, will help preserve your arms. It's it's much easier, and it's just you know you can. Uh, I've seen people out there with the a set of hand lopers trying to take off something that's itch and diameter. That's crazy. Get the tool that's suitable for what you're trying to do. Again, we've got this bucket now. I've got my. Uh, I got my little knife in there, I got my water, I got my sunscreen, I got my, I got my hats on my head now, my gloves are on, and I've got, I've got my uh, little hand clippers in there. Another thing I like with my, to have with my little hand pruners is one of those little holster carrier type, uh, little leather thing that goes on your belt. Oh, yes. And it's because it's, the love, a hand pruner is something you're always going for. You can stick it in the, in the, uh, stick it back there in a holster and you're reaching and doing something else. And, and it doesn't tear up your pants pocket. Exactly. Right? If you stick it in your pocket, you're going to have holes in your pocket. You know, I've done that. <laughs> I've sat in my car and actually yeah, ripped the upholstery. Yeah, don't do that. Put it back in the tool. Put it back, close it up, put it back in the tool. So, uh, a good, good little set of hand pruners, uh, a nice little short set of uh, lopers, the next thing I'd like to have in my favorite toolkit, and which I have in my favorite toolkit in the back of my car right now, it would be a folding saw, a little short folding saw. Because there are times where neither the hand, the hand pruner or the loper are going to be enough, and just reach down there, grab your saw, pop it open. Again, we're talking about a tool that's maybe $25. If you take care of it, they're going to it's going to last you forever. Now, let's stop. That's probably something that most home gardeners forget about or don't have or aren't aware of. And you need it. You just need it. And again, I, I can't come back to enough of getting this thing in one bag. If you can get it in one spot, it's going to make everything a lot easier for you. And gotcha. it's a good place to put everything back. When you get done now let's talk about how we use these tools i know we're running short of time but um let one more thing i'd like to talk about as we as we use these tools as master gardeners you know i'm repeating i'm not giving you obviously you know what i'm talking about but as master gardeners we're trying to set a good example for people 
there are when you're out there working on a series of plants a series of roses a series of citrus like for instance if i'm working out at at the south coast research and we're pruning we're working on the citrus collection out there we're going down the row one different plant after another there are things okay there are things that maybe one plant has that I might transfer to the other plant. And usually these are bad things. They're viruses or all sorts of stuff. So what we like to encourage our master gardeners to do, and as master gardeners, we like to demonstrate when we, when we show in front of people, we like to think about, okay, before you use that tool, pull, before you pull out that loafer, before you pull out that hand pruner, how about a little tool hygiene? Okay. Good idea. So what we like to use, most of us, uh, there are different things you can use. There's uh, Clorox and water. There's all kinds of stuff. But I, uh, most of us prefer, it's easy, it's quick. Use a can of uh, some sort of antiseptic, like Lysol or such. Lysol works? Yeah, Lysol. Really? It's, I mean, it's not, it's not perfect, but at least something. And so that you're, when you... Before you start, you pull out your tool, you check, check sharpness, and we'll talk about that later, but I'm assuming I've got a good, good tool. And again, I've got a rag in the bottom of my bucket too. So I'm gonna pull out that uh, little can of disinfectant, and I'm gonna spray that tool down and, and wipe it clean. And then I'm gonna go work on that, that rose or that. John, can I ask you, how often do you clean them? After every, for example, rose bush or citrus tree, uh, so that you don't commingle. I or... do not want to go. I want to go from one plant. I work on one plant, clean off the tree a little bit, go to the next plant, do something. So Think just about, about every plant. You exactly. Do. I do not want to move something from one plant to the next. So our Lysol is another ingredient or tool for us to use exactly. and keep in our in in our our little toolkit toolkit mm -hmm. the toolkit that we can find when we're ready to go out and do it yeah. so here we have this bucket or here we have this bag and back to those 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 bags and you can find those bags at uh, Home Depot you can find them at Lowe's you can find them at uh, uh, Harbor Freight. There's all that stuff. And we're not talking about anything that's very expensive. Gotcha. And it's just, it's so much. And they're not sophisticated. No. <laughs> it's just something to put your tools in. Now, a little further, there are other things that I, I like to have, and I know we don't have enough time to, to get into it today, but I like to have, I have a little uh, six-inch file with a handle on it in my toolkit. Is there a, and what is that used for? It's a little flat file, and I, it's used for sharpening your your hand lopers and your hand pruners. Is there a certain type of file? For example, I'm familiar with what is called a bastard file. That's the file you want. It's a okay. small six-inch bastard file with a handle. It costs about five bucks at Home Depot or Lowe's. The handle costs four. So for less than ten dollars, you have a speedy, quick way to 
clean up your tools, make sure they're sharp, because all you're doing is you're, you're saving your, first of all, you're going to get a better cut if the thing's sharp. And let's make it easy on ourselves. Let's keep our tools sharp. And they, they just, they work so much easier. It's so much more pleasant doing. Not only have you found your tools now, but they cut so much better. The other thing I like to have in my toolkit is a little can of uh, spray oil. Hmm. Again, it's, you know, a couple of dollars, nothing. And when I'm through, I like to take my tools, I disinfect them, wipe them off, and then give them a little squirt of, you know, we're talking WD-40 or something WD like that. WD-40, 3-in-1 oil. Exactly. Is there a preference? I don't think so. Uh, the Obviously, the 3-in-1 oil is going to stick to the tool better. But the but what we're trying to do is displace the, the moisture from the tool so the tool doesn't rust. Gotcha. I mean, but we're talking about, I mean, these tools aren't that expensive, but they're so much more, they're so much easier to use when they're taken care of and kept sharp and kept lubricated. I picked up tools from people that I could hardly open. <laughs> All it took was a drop of oil. If you just, just lubricate, you know, spray a little oil on them a little bit. And they're, they're, be so much better. Good advice. That's probably something even some of us master engineers well, <laughs> forget to do on I'm occasion. Not, I'm not perfect, but uh, I, it sure makes life easier if you're doing things like that. That sounds wonderful. John, uh, cleaning, having, a, having your tools in one spot, mm -hmm where you can find them, having your hat, your uh, sunscreen and water, keeping hydrated is very important because I know that frequently oh, it gets hot and we don't realize it. I know, we? it's, it's, we're talking safety, okay? Uh, uh, let, let's talk a little bit more about safety and sharpening your tools. Mm -hmm. Is there a certain method that you use to sharpen, for example, a blade on a pruner? There is, okay. And I wish uh, I could sit down and show you this, but because it's radio, I'm just going to try to explain it. Your pruner, the steel in those pruners, your high-bypass pruner, high pruner Let's look at that. It's not, the steel isn't terribly hard. It has to be, it has to be hard enough to cut and to keep an edge, but it's, it's not so hard that it, you can't, uh, it can't be wrenched and, and worked around. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it would snap off. Okay. So it's, since it's a little bit soft, they will nick the different things. So that's the biggest thing I see in a, in a set of lopers that you know, we put nicks in them as we, we hit things and cut things, and they just, it works that way. The way a, a loper works, it's got a basically a flat side. It's kind of a hook-shaped thing, and that's the anvil. And the blade is basically flat on one side, and the, the, the anvil and the flat pass against each other. The closer you can keep that distance between the anvil and that flat side of the blade, the better your tool is going to cut. And that's adjusted by, there's a nut there you can tighten up. Okay, now, the other side of the blade is radiused, and that's what they grind 
to put an edge uh -huh. on that blade. That's the edge that I try to sharpen or resharpen with my little bitty file. And what I will do is I will first wipe the blade off, as we talked about, and I will secure it someplace, whether it's on the back of my truck or on the ground or someplace where I can hang on to it. Then I will take my file and on that radius side of the blade, I will try to pick up the edge and just a bastard, the kind of file we we're talking about, that little six inch uh, bastard file, it only cuts in one direction. It's, it's forward. Uh -huh. So as you, so you're going to be cutting across from basically the, the edge to the thin part of the blade to the thick part of the blade. And so that's how we sharpen it up. Sometime, I've demonstrated this stuff and, and, uh, and it's easy to do. And maybe at another time or maybe at another venue we can sit down and sharpen it. But that's basically how it's done. It's Thank you hard. very much, John. That, that's wonderful advice. Keeping a sharp tool probably helps with safety all along oh. the line because you're conscious of what you have and know it's a dangerous tool. Now, we haven't talked about rakes and shovels <laughs> and all that. We can do that at another time. Yeah. And I'm a, I hope you will come back at another oh, time. Oh, I'd love to. And I'll maybe love. talk about the art of pruning. Pruning's wonderful. Would that be something? I would love to I know that. you're an expert and oh, I'm, I don't teach know. a lot of people. I prune. I can't say I'm an expert. Well, John, we've about hit our time frame. I thank you so much, and I know our listeners have gotten a great deal of good information from you. We hope to have you back, and we hope all our listeners really did get something out of this, and you can also ch contact the Master Gardeners mm -hmm. on their website, right. and I believe I've given that to you, but if I haven't, as soon as I bring it up, here is the Master Gardener website, www.uccemg.com, and if you really are having a problem, <laughs> contact the hotline. Exactly. The hotline is hotline at uccemg.com. Thank you again, listeners. We hope you will listen to us next week. Thank you. If you have any questions about today's show, or if you have any general gardening questions that you'd like a personalized answer for, please feel free to visit our hotline and send us an email at hotline at uccemg.com. You can also visit the Master Gardener website at www.uccemg.com for lots of good information on gardening and also a schedule of events where we'll be speaking.